Clay Matthews and Art Modell back on the Hall of Fame ballot, this time with the Seniors Committee. Will the Cleveland Browns fan and community ever forgive Art Modell, and will he eventually get into the Hall of Fame? We'll talk about that coming up next on the next Locked On Browns podcast. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdowns their first listen day in, day out, whether it's your favorite podcast platform. Of course, now on YouTube, almost 2,000 subscribers as we're about, I want to say about 30 episodes in or so over at YouTube. Uh, appreciate everybody uh, you know who's making the switch, all the support we're getting here as you know, we move into the new direction here for the 2022 season, bringing Garrett along for the ride. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Your host from the barbershop, Saturday morning to 92.3 The Fan. Of course, the daily Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11 to 1 on YouTube. Mr. Garrett Bush at GBush91. Um, We're going to get to this today because you know starting tomorrow which will be wednesday that will put us at two weeks away so there's you know a lot of things to do within two weeks before training camp opens you know want to go through each position you want to discuss a little bit basically everybody on the roster here so we'll do that in the upcoming weeks but we do want to get to this today uh clay matthews senior um look for clay it's 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 a long long dance here now as far as him and whether or not he'll ever you know be enshrined to canton Art Modell, the feelings there, um, who knows? I mean, you know, Art Modell, you know, the feelings. And, you know, Garrett and I both have some stories on that with Art Modell. Um, his relation to the league, of course, and his relation to what will always be with the Cleveland Browns. Um, talk a little bit about Joe Thomas. The Browns will have a Hall of Famer soon, um, number 73. Um, Garrett's actually got an interesting question that he's spoken with Joe personally about. We'll get to that here. And then we'll go through this roster and see, you know, would there be, you know, a possible person after Joe Thomas that would make the Canton NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame with Clay Matthews. And I'm going to start with Clay, um, you know, because for me, it's a lot easier to discuss Hall of Fame status with players. I mean, owners, it's, it's, it's just a strange, strange way to do it. I mean, I guess longevity maybe gets you in, winning gets you in. Who knows how it's viewed that way. For Clay Matthews, and this is kind of what's interesting for Clay Matthews, is the problem for Clay Matthews is, he was so unique in his playing days um, because he was a linebacker who excelled in coverage. He is was a linebacker who, when he was asked to rush the passer, got it done. So you look at it both ways. His pass rushing numbers maybe necessarily aren't good enough to get him in the Hall of Fame. But then you look at the coverage numbers. Because he was diverse, and in these days players weren't like Clay Matthews Jr., you usually were a one-trick pony. So for Clay Matthews um, – and, you know, keep in mind here, you know, we're talking about the 80s here. And, you know, even though living here in New Jersey, because the Browns were such a prominent team, there was a lot of access to see the Cleveland Browns on television in those days. They were good. They played in a lot of prominent games. They played in a lot of, you know, games that were put into, you know, prime TV spots because, you know, they were a draw. They were good in those days, of course. Um, for Clay, and this is where it gets difficult because, you know, and I, you know, his family supports them, obviously. They, you know, this means so much to them. Um it's one of those things that where it's like, well, if, if it's not now, is it ever going 
to be for Clay Matthews. Um, was he a really, really, really good football player? There's no question about it. You know, was he, you know, on the level of a Lawrence Taylor? No, we, we all know that. But I think for Clay, and I think the one holdup, and for me at this point, you know, looking at some of the players that are in there and, and what they did, um, I, I do feel Clay should be in there. I think the biggest drawback for him, Garrett, is he was such a diverse player that I think it skews the numbers that people say, well, did he meet this? Did he meet this? Did he meet this? Then yes, he's automatically a Hall of Famer. You know, people sometimes, you don't even need to give them the name. You just basically give them the statistical production and say, is that a Hall of Fame career? And that's not always the way to go about it. Yeah, I think with, I think with Clay Matthews, um, one of the things that, that we look at with his, his, his resume, and you will look at the numbers, uh, one of the things that stand out is being able to play uh, 19 years at linebacker, 19 years uh, is a playing 19 uh, years other than being a kicker is impressive. It's crazy. Nin no, being being in school, 19 years playing the pros in 19 years. Like you like anything that you do for 19 years is impressive. I don't care what it is. Good, bad or indifferent. Right. Um, so when you take a look at, at what he what he has uh, done in, in those 278 games, a bunch of he had 11 playoff uh, appearances. Um, you know, you talk about uh, 82 and a half sacks, over 1,500 combined tackles. Uh, the man had 16 interceptions. There's some defensive backs that that can't even get 10 interceptions in their career, right? Uh, take a look at what he's done in, in terms of that. And, and you talk about uh, he's made uh, four Pro Bowls. He was all pro one time. Uh, you know, he had the most tackles. Uh, in 78, 79, 81, and 84. Most combined tackles in 78, 79, 81, and 84. Um, and, and he was just uh, notable all-time rankings, and this is something that you think about. He's he's seventh all-time in complete tackles, which is crazy. Um, he's in the top 20 at number 16 with 248 games started, uh, and, and he's actually in the top 25 for games played at 278. So you think about the longevity, you think about some of the things he was able to do. Um, you talk about his cover skills and ability to not only cover, um, but still get after the quarterback. I mean, how many people almost have 20 interceptions, but over uh, 80, 80, almost uh, eight, over 80 uh, sacks. And, and we're not even talking about the quarterback pressures and tackles. So what, what we're seeing, that was a complete linebacker, complete linebacker. And when you talk about it, because you because linebackers aren't mostly known for cover skills, especially back then, um, Lawrence Taylor wasn't he was one of the greatest of all time. He played outside linebacker slash DN, but Lawrence Taylor wasn't dropping off in the cover. That was that wasn't his cup of tea. But Clay Matthews was one of the first people back in the 80s to be able to be able to cover people, um, you know, play in space and still tackle and still get up to the quarterback. So I think that's what, what Clay Matthews is kind of uh uh is an, an anomaly. They don't have anybody to compare him to, but I, I definitely think that he's a guy at this point in time that should be in, in the Hall of Fame. Now, when you get to Art Modell, we switched to Art Modell a little bit. Um, I, you know, and I threw a question out to you. We'll, we'll, at one point in time, um, people just, you know, subside. We're in a generation where Art Modell took the team in 95. I was right um, entering into my prime of my football career uh, and, and just starting to get to love the game, to know the game. In 95, 96, I was a freshman in high school. And for my whole entire time in high school, the Browns weren't there because they moved. So when you say Art Modell, it's, it's something that is very near and dear to me because I lived through it. But I'm wondering, as, as other generations continue to move on, Jeff, 
will they will will those tales of Art Modell and some of those things that happen with that will that start to subside a little bit and people start to say at one point in time, well, you know, Art Modell, I don't remember what he did because you know how how it is with memory. Uh, it has a funny way of, of of changing narratives as time goes along. The thing with this is, you know. It, it, it's eventually going to be a generation of Browns fans that, you know, didn't go through it. You know, like everybody can be sympathetic for something, for a situation, you know, major holidays involving the military, but it's a whole other thing to have actually experienced it. Um, you know, similar to how we talk about, you know, 9-11, obviously a much more different thing, knowing what the world was like for those couple of weeks and, you know, the, the, the feeling that we all had had. But now you're getting to a point where you've got generations of Browns fans who don't didn't go through it. You know, we're just kids when the Browns came back or weren't even, you know, old enough to understand yet. So maybe never even realized that they were gone other than the stories that they were told. Um it probably certainly doesn't help Art Motel that the Hall of Fame's in Ohio, <laughs> because even if his name were to be called, I'm sure there will be some people you know there who are not thrilled that he's being put there. Um, for me, the situation with Art Modell, um, that and I took this away from a conversation with Leroy Horde about a year ago or so, actually maybe two years ago, and was the fact that he did what he did and basically ran away and hid. It was the player who had to deal with the city, had to deal with the fans. You know, they were the ones, you know, basically apologizing for something they had zero control over. Look, at the end of the day, it was a business decision. I understand all, how it all worked. Um, you know, there was fine print that would have affected his family as far as, you know, the state of the team. Um, God forbid, you know, had something happen to him. Um, so he did, you know, and as we know, Art Modell is you know, definitely some weird, weird financial decisions Art Modell made in his time as, you know, owner of the Cleveland Browns. Um I, I, I think there it's going to be a generation that's weaned off. Anybody around today, they'll still never forget it. Um, also, the fact that it was it, the window was closing on the Browns having had such a tremendous run um, that you know led to a couple of AFC Championship game appearances, of course. Um, so you're going to get these younger folks, and this is kind of you know where we're at with the world is today is younger folks. If they didn't experience it, they truly don't understand it they may know the history of it that type of thing but it's hard to truly you know fathom that and, and knowing now obviously so many browns fans like i do and you know most of them you know garrett being your age or a little bit older like me knowing that basically they just had you know something they loved just taken away from them and then basically four years later the league saying this was an ultra colossal screw up this city deserves a team um so the way it all worked out um you know for clay i say it's time for art I mean, I, I don't know. Um, and, you know, is it truly going to make a difference at the end of the day for Art Meldell, you know, or, or out of his legacy or whatever? I mean, I am sure there's going to be a large amount of the Cleveland fan base that are going to remember Art Modell in one way, and sadly that's negative. Yeah, and, uh, you know, rightfully so for some people. Um, you know, for a lot of people, you know, there's no forgiving, no getting around that. And so we'll see what the uh, what the senior seniors committee uh, says, but – um, I, well, one thing that I, I will say that, you know, uh, I, I, you know, to certain people and, and people may not like this, but at the end of the day, I, I choose sometimes to um, I choose to 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 forgive people and I choose to move along in my, in my process. 
Um, you know, people forgive LeBron James. Eventually, people will forget Kyrie Irving left Cleveland. Eventually, people forgot Jim Tomey left Cleveland. Uh, all those things people will will forget. It'll dissipate. Um, this too shall pass. And at some and at the end of the day, maybe he'll get an opportunity for them to look at um, what his his uh, role was in the league. And to be truthful, for me, if you want to talk about Hall of Famers. If you if you tell the story of the NFL and you can't tell the story without mentioning that person's name, then that person should be a Hall of Famer. And that's just the way I look at it. So our model has done some great things. He was a pioneer. Um, obviously, one of the things he'll be remembered for forever is the, you know, moving to Cleveland Browns. But let's be be um solid and, and say he has contributed a lot to the game of football. So I'm not going to minimize those things as well. That there's no question of. And of course, uh, Art Modell was very, very active in, you know, uh, allowing minorities into positions of power in his time within the NFL. And let's not forget going to get that personal loan to pay for Andre Rising back in the day. That's when it still still to this day will absolutely make me laugh. Um, next summer, next summer should be a wild one. Cleveland Browns wise involving the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, my guess is there's probably an excellent shot that Cleveland Browns will actually play in the Hall of Fame game. Next year, we're going to get to that here. Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, your latest Locked on Browns. Whether you are ready to drop to an E, pop that question and tell her that she's the one you've been waiting for your entire life, or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, the size, the clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her the perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Go to, uh, I'm sorry, make your moment sparkle with the jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Browns listeners. Get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast, this podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space. Again, LOCKEDON. Plus, Every order is insured. It ships for free. It arrives in a discreet package that won't give away what's inside it. Shop stress-free and find your ever forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. You know, we we, we really want to, um, you know, thank you guys out there for, for helping us with the channel right now. Um, tremendous growth right now. The last video we put up is over 10,000 views in little to, uh, less than a day. We had a, a 14,000 view show. Uh, a couple of about a week ago so right now that just tells me that you guys are, are very interested in what we're doing it tells us that you guys are locked in and plugged in we want to continue to thank you guys we want you to continue to support on uh, the podcast as we move into the season because that is where we're, where the stuff is that's where it's going to be the, the best opportunity and that's where me and jeff shine uh is talking about the game and what's happening between the white lines so we want to thank you uh, for the growth, we we look like we're going to hit that 2,000 um, by the end of the month. But, hey, if you guys want to do some overtime. End of the hey, week. Look, end of the week. If y'all want to do Dang. some overtime. We might have to push let, that to 3K by July 27th. Hey, let's get that. Let's get let, – we're going to move it up on, on behalf of y'all because y'all done stepped it up so big time. Let's go for that 3K. That just goes to show you how uh, strong the Browns community is. Um, help us make this Locked On Browns podcast the best Locked On podcast in the game. Thank you so much. Um, we appreciate you as always. Uh, Jeff, we already we talked about a little bit of Art Modell. We talked about Clay Matthews. Um, I think it'd be great to talk about some guys that that are, are 
um, have a little bit of an opportunity that we can look forward to um, uh, at this point when you're talking about looking forward to who who's going to be a, a draft pick or who's going to be a person that can make the Hall of Fame that's currently on the roster. But before we get to that, let's talk about one of the guys we know is going to be on the roster, know is going to have uh, that jacket, and that's one Joe Thomas. Um, when you talk about the Iron Man streak, we talk about, uh, you know, what he, he is not only just playing that many games in a row, but playing that many games in a row at a high level in terms of being not going below the number one, two, three or tackle uh, in the game. Uh, multiple first team all pros, multiple um, pro bowls. Uh, and he was basically since day one coming out of Wisconsin. Um, one of the one of the best and one most stable um, positions on the field for the Cleveland Browns, and it just it just a shame that we weren't able to get to uh, Joe Thomas to get to playoff games. We weren't able to get help Joe Thomas, you know, hoist that trophy and, and to put himself in a, in a position to win a championship. But I did have an opportunity, Jeff, to talk to Joe Thomas. He was on Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Uh, he was one of our first guests, and I asked him this question point blank. I said, you know, Joe, you're going to be a guy that's going to get that gold jacket, right? And I'm a kid growing up in Canton. My, my bedroom, I could look, I, I could see the Pro Football Hall of Fame stadium and on the Hall of Fame from my bedroom. That's how close I live in Canton growing up to the Hall of Fame. I said, you know, that'll be a special day for you. But looking back on your career, would you, would you rather, you know, have the gold jacket and be a first ballot Hall of Famer or would you take, or would you take a Super Bowl ring? And he thought about it long and hard. Um, and uh, he said, you know, being a part of the Hall of Fame is is a beautiful thing because, you know, you you are you are in that room. He said you're kind of in the room where, where where you know there's there's guys like you and I who have played college football. So when we're talking about football or something, we I know that you know that I know that we know that we both know like what. <laughs> What goes into that? You know what I'm saying? The, the conditioning and the, and the two a days and all that good stuff. So we know. So it's different. We, it's a different type of talk. It's a different type of uh, energy when you see somebody and you understand them. But when you talk about Hall of Famers and there's a, a very small, finite amount of people getting in, and especially when you talk about the credentials you need to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, it, it's one of the most difficult to get in. Um, baseball is very difficult to get in as well. But He's already that, but he told me point blank. He said, "Gee, after he paused for a second, he said, "Look, man, if I would have had the opportunity to win that ring, I'd have to do it because at the pinnacle, that's what you play for. You know, you play well and you want to play well, so you can put yourself in this position and help your team get to a championship." So he said, "The ring." He said, "I'll take the gold jacket, but if I had, if you, if you put the tough question to me, I'm gonna take the ring." What are your thoughts? Um, well, this is where it's difficult for Joe because obviously you never really even got the opportunity to smell a possibility of a Super Bowl. And I think that's one of the things that makes him as respected as he is. For a word, I want to get out of here. It was never a word, I want to win. It was never a, a negative word about the franchise that he played for, which was six, extremely unsuccessful. It, it, I mean, it's just as simple as that. But he was absolutely the good soldier. He was the you know the willing face of the franchise, for, which is odd for a left tackle to essentially be the, the face of your franchise. He was the best player they had for an extremely, extremely long time. Great personality, uh, great player, great humanitarian. Um, it's really, really been fun to see this other side of Joe Thomas in post-retirement. I mean, I, I have never really seen anybody 
with a flamethrower to cook their stick. I mean, and just seeing the type of guy that Joe is, uh, you know, being involved you know, with a beer, um, seeing today, he's got a post up today. He's fishing with his nine-year-old daughter. She, I mean, this thing had to be 12 feet long. He's sitting over there over his shoulder, coaching it up and just seeing like the type of guy that Joe is. And he, he is truly a genuine article. Um, you know, there's, I've certainly messaged with Joe over the years from time to time. Uh, always very cordial, always very, you know, he does not talk like he is Joe Thomas about to be a first ballot hall of famer. Doesn't treat anybody like that. Uh, same guy out of Wisconsin when he came into the league that he is now just a very general personable man. Um, it's tough to see that. I think if you, most players, they'd say the ring because in, you know, it's just being on that stage and how many people are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? And obviously plenty and plenty of people have won Super Bowl rings. But there's plenty of Super Bowl rings that been won by people we never heard of or we for simply forgot. Um, so for Joe, you know, the ring is probably there because, I mean, th that is the competition side of it. The Hall of Fame is the culmination of what you did for your entire career. Um so I can certainly understand somebody saying they probably want the ring. Because the other thing is, is whenever anybody talks about Joe Thomas, no one's going to bring up the Hall of Fame status. We know he's a Hall of Famer. There's no question about it. We, we know the guy was a Hall of Fame player. And we were going to see that next summer. And it should be wild. I mean, it's going to be you know, Joe Thomas hosting 2023 Hall of Fame class. I honestly feel that the Browns will probably play in the Hall of Fame game next year. Um, if Joe there, with the fact that it's in Ohio, um, it should just be a headline of event. I mean, if, you, if you're a Browns fan, you probably should be looking into that now. <laughs> I'm not even joking. You probably should be on that now as far as, you know, the 2023 Hall of Fame induction. Um, you know, for Joe, it, it's a tremendous honor. Um, and again, I, I, I just can't say enough about the, the athlete mentality of Joe Thomas versus others in his era. So many guys would have said, look, get rid of me. If anything, it's going to help you maybe get better. You can get draft choices for me. Hopefully, it'll get this thing on the right track. Never said a word. It, uh, understood the team was not very good, was not going to be successful, went out every day, every single snap. And that's just ridiculous. Every single snap from the day he put his left hand down to the day, obviously, the uh, you know the chest injury, and it was over. Um, didn't didn't speak. And look, there would have, could have been plenty of times in a week 16 game where the knee was bothering him by that time, the back, the shoulder, the neck, the ankle, the foot, the toe, and said, look, you know, it's. let me just – I'm going to take this one out. All right, let one of the young kids play. But he was just – and it's rare that you get a player as talented as Joe was and committed and a team guy. Like he was the trifecta, and you don't get a lot of that in any sport today. It's just not the way it was. And he certainly was rare for being that type of player, that type of athlete in the era in which he played. Um, you know, all the accolades he's going to get here as far as the Hall of Fame, well-deserved, honored. Um, and now seeing, you know, this other side, you know, his life, obviously his involvement with the game post. Um, it's just tremendous. You know, ring, Hall of Fame. Joe Thomas is always going to be considered a Hall of Famer. Even if he isn't a Hall of Famer, people are going to consider him a Hall of Famer. So the want for that ring certainly makes a ton of sense, Garrett. Absolutely. Uh, you, you look at it, um, you know, he, he, like I did say, he did kind of pause a little bit. It was a very difficult question. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's what we all play for. That's what we all want to play is to be recognized as the best um, and recognized in a team sport. And, that, and that's the ultimate goal of winning the Super Bowl. No question. No question. But, I mean, I, I, I next summer – 
it's gonna be crazy. It, it really is, you know, because for the Browns, that is truly something. You know, look, I mean, as much as the the win in Pittsburgh in the playoff game, the Browns rarely get these top echelon moments that a lot of teams have had numerous, 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 numerous times. That'll be a special, special weekend for the Cleveland Browns and, of course, Joe Thomas. We are going to get to the Browns roster here. See what possibly Browns could have to offer the K-Pro Football Hall of Fame post. Thomas, all that more coming up here in a minute. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest Locked On Browns. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's MLB All-Star Game, Home Run Derby, whatever you want to put some shekels on, folks. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Back on Locked On Browns podcast, G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd. Make sure you follow us at G. Bush 91 at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Continue to support, uh, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Make sure you like our videos uh, so that our video contact content can get out to other Browns fans uh, on the internet, on YouTube, and continue to support us uh, on the digital uh, platforms in terms of our podcast as well. And make sure you go ahead and download and give us those uh, five-star likes on all of your platforms where you get your podcast. Uh, Jeff, we talked about the, the past in the uh, in the future. Now let's talk about the present. You know, uh, guys on the team that might possibly be able to say that are good enough to say that they can get into the Hall of Fame. I think one of the guys that we've seen a lot of is Miles Garrett. I think he's a guy that is one of the one of the guys who have a little bit of a, a one. The, I think the best chance to get in, given his production so far, if he can add a defensive player year award to his his belt. If he can get a 20-sack year, he's slowly but surely rising up the rankings in terms of his all-pros, his Pro Bowls. Um, now for Miles Garrett, as he moves into his uh, mid to late 30s, one of the things that you really want to start doing is putting together a resume like Aaron Donald where you you have multiple Defensive Player of the Year awards. Uh, you want to push to get that Super Bowl ring like Aaron Donald did. Uh, and if he's able to do that, I think he's, he's one of the, you know, already – one of the most physically gifted people in defensive ends and, and, and specimens in the league. However, if he could throw that together and, and, and continue to work and continue to, to get after quarterbacks and be dominant, I think he'll be one of the guys that has the best chance to get in. We talked about this other guy a little bit earlier this year, uh, Joe Batonio. Joe Batonio is a guy who, who's been an all-pro multiple times. Now, you know, uh, people may not think of him as in that echelon a, as a Hall of Famer, but at his position, he's been dominant. He's been solid. He's been a dude that's been in, in the trenches, and he's been a guy that's performed at a high level since coming to the Cleveland Browns. All, you know, pro football focus, a lot of different places is putting Joe Batonio at the top of the food chain, one, two, three, uh, in terms of guards in the, in the game. And he's also a guy that needs to get some uh, hardware under his belt. You know, if he can get a Super Bowl, start making these playoff runs, uh, I, I look at uh, – uh, you know, the uh, offensive lineman for the Rams, uh, what was his name? Uh, Whitworth. Uh, Whitworth, yes. Uh, he, he didn't have that level of resume until he started, the Rams started going 
uh, to, uh, to to playoff games. The Rams started going deep and eventually won that Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, linemen do count on winning. Linemen count on other people to kind of the success of the team to propel their individual uh, statistics and individual careers. Um, but I think those two guys are are are, are the next. I guess uh, next best things, next best options for the Cleveland Browns to see one of their their own get into the Hall of Fame. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I, I think the career trajectory for Joel Batonio suggests you have a Hall of Famer. Um, interior offensive line play is probably one of the tougher ones uh, as far as a route to get in the Hall of Fame. Obviously, everybody always wants to talk about the tackles because you are going against these incredible players, similar to Miles Garrett, in trying to protect your quarterback week in, week out. Um, you know, Joel, it's thing similar to Joe Thomas. He groomed by Joe Thomas, spent so much time you know, around Joe Thomas, carries himself like an absolute legit pro, and another guy who went through some difficult times here as far as you know, a team trying to find success. And again, forever the good soldier. Forever, you know, the professional's professional about it. There could have been times where Joel Batonio simply said, I am not taking a contract extension here. Um, you know, I, my plans are to go to a better franchise once my contract is up. Never went that route. Um, just recently got rewarded again uh, in the 2021 season here with another extension. Um, you know, probably looking at maybe another season or two of Joel Batonio here. Hopefully the team success grows because that will also help pad Joel's resume as far as a you know possible Hall of Fame induction. The play certainly warrants it. Um, you go to places like PFF, uh, you're highly, highly regarded throughout his entire, entire career. Um, and again, it's just for the interior offensive line play, and this has always been the case in the NFL, it's, it's given the respect it's due. Um, you know, and Garrett, former defensive line player, and you know, I know we talked about this a ton over the years, you know, with Pete here on Lifetime Browns. Look, a defensive tackle is three steps away from killing your quarterback. An edge rusher, it's at least five. Uh, I mean, so, you know, you really, truly have to understand the value of interior line play defensively. Obviously, in this you know scenario, we're talking about Joel Matonio. It's it's about you know how important it is. You know, one slip, one minor hiccup, and the next thing you know, you got 320 pounds paring down, you know, deadline on your quarterback. Um, so for Joel Batonio, you definitely think that's a path. Um, that is, it's something that's going to happen for Joel one day. Miles, it's it's a little different with Miles because we talk about players in the modern age here, and these players can make so much money so quickly. The question is becomes longevity. You know, how long do these guys want to do it? Miles Garrett through five seasons in the NFL, fifty eight career sacks to this point. Uh, you'd figure if he plays. Nine, 10 years. There's no question about whether or not he can, you know, crack the hundred sack mark. Um, but up, you know, you know, getting the hardware. Um, last two seasons, we saw you know a path towards you know finishing, if not first, second, or third in the defensive player of the year award. Uh, you know, obviously 2020 COVID banged up a little bit, missed some time, certainly thwarted his process. And he talked about it though, even though he was back, uh, even though he was deemed healthy, he was certainly not the same player going down the stretch in 2020 that Niles Garrett felt he was last year. It was, you know, he started to go down the path. Um, and then there was the, uh, I guess it was a groin tweaked right before the Packer game. So closed out the season again, not a hundred percent. And at the time he was very, very close with TJ Watt as far as sack numbers. Watt finished the season healthy, obviously had a monstrous number of four sacks in week 60, uh, week uh, 17 against Cleveland Browns um, that ended up giving him that title. 
but it's certainly there from us. You saw things this past season, like, you know, the strip sack uh, scoop for the touchdown against the Ravens, all these types of things that Miles Garrett is capable of. Um, it seems that hundred sack number is like the number for pass rushers as far as, you know, whether or not, you know, you become seriously, seriously considered or you kind of fall, you know, maybe just a little bit short. So for Miles, if he is able to give you three, four, five more seasons, um, you're definitely talking about a player who should be in serious, serious, legitimate, you know, candidacy to be, you know, enshrined in the Canton. Yeah, I think what, long story short is that he uh, he has a, still some work to do. Still, uh, the, the tale is still left to be written. I think he still needs some more production, uh, and he's writing the most productive part of his career. So I don't think that'll be a problem for him. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Miles Garrett can do. A Super Bowl, uh, multiple Pro Bowls, or a defensive player year can actually propel him um, to another and into a higher level. So we're interested to see how that works out, but he has the talent to do it. No question whatsoever. Uh, just an absolute, absolute beast. And you know, looking every bit worthy of the number one overall selection the Cleveland Browns used on him in the 2017 NFL draft. Uh, we got to a ton here today because um, we're going to start shifting here. I mean, we literally have a bunch of positional rooms here to cover. Um, certainly going to talk a little bit about coaches here. Um, Browns are tomorrow or two weeks away from convening in, you know, in Berea. And training camp is underway. Uh, still waiting for you know one last huge Cleveland Browns uh, news to fall here. We'll see when that does, um, and maybe we'll give that the lip service at the time. As you know, I think everybody's gotten tired of the talk, and I know I certainly have. Garrett certainly has. There's really only one conversation left to have, you know, about the Browns' new quarterback, and it's going to be, you know, what is the availability. So we'll know all that obviously coming here soon. Um, so you know, talking, you know, possible Hall of Fame here for Clay Matthews, Art Modell. Um, next summer for Joe Thomas, which should be a really, really special time for Cleveland Browns fans, certainly Joe uh, and Joe Thomas as well. And then who could possibly be the next Cleveland Brown to, you know, not just pop by Canton and will Miles Garrett actually go into the building one day in Canton as he did not do earlier this season in OTAs with the Browns. I am Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. He is Garrett Bush at G Bush 91 barbershop Saturday mornings, 92, three, the fan, the ultimate Cleveland sports show, 11 to one Monday through Friday at G Bush 91. Make sure you're following over there. The show at locked on Browns follow count DMS are open. Appreciate you all for making locked on Browns. Your first listen every single day. Uh, we're going to close in on that 2k. Well, well before July 27th. So we might as well just push it to 3k. See how close we can get to that with training camp, getting ready to kick off here in two weeks. Um, and of course, you know, on YouTube, it, it, it's been a hell of a ride. We appreciate everybody for the support over there. And of course your favorite podcast platform, uh, still there audio wise for you guys every single day. All this being said, folks, this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.